Are we in better spirits today, Sammy? Because you were really grumpy on Monday. I was a bit upset, yeah. Um, yeah. Still pretty grumpy, but in better spirits. Good. Well, I'm going to need you to be a little more humorous because all I've heard is cricket so far this sound check. Really? Because every day, it's getting closer. In fact, going faster than a roller coaster. Let's start the show! Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased preview of the FA Cup fourth round, as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the delightful Samuel Graham. Sammy, how are you? That was a Buddy Holly reference. Hey! Yeah! I got it. I got it. finally got one, boys and girls. I'm doing really well. That is amazing. <laughs> we are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. We've gotten a few more uh, reviews here recently. Uh, we definitely notice them. We really appreciate them. Please keep it up. That uh, helps us a ton. Absolutely. helps people find us, yep. uh, which is great. And uh, should you want to uh, get in touch with the show, there's many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch with us? Sure. Uh, on the social medias, that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, we are at DU Football Show and DU Football Show at gmail.com. Um, as always, I'm going to keep reiterating uh, we talk during games, um, check our DMs, uh, we check our emails. So uh, just get in touch any way, any way you can, you know, and uh, and we'll get back to you. Telling you people, my cynical gift game is on point. Totally on point. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirit. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sam, what are we sipping on? Uh, sure. We have a 10-year-old single malt uh, scotch whiskey uh, called Lachegg. Uh Not spelled Lachegg though. Uh, it is spelled L-E-D-A-I-G, uh, but pronounced Lecheg. So if you're looking for it in the store, uh, make sure you look for lead egg. Or um, the reason why uh, <laughs> I told you how to pronounce it the way you, the way that you did is because I spent time uh, not at this particular distillery, but the company that oversees the distillery, okay. um, the Burn Stewart Group. So I was at the Deanston Distillery. Gotcha. And um, a very, very beautiful Scottish woman. Uh, with an, just the greatest brogue ever, I sat there and had her continuously say it over and over and over to me again so that I said it properly. I might have had her say it an extra 30 times just to listen to her voice because she was <laughs> quite fetching and lovely. There you go. You remember your wife is our producer now. Oh, yeah. She I, can she, hear everything you're saying. She knew that story <laughs> that night. I told her all about it. There you go. Um, yeah, but it's a, like I said, it's a 10-year-old single malt uh, from the Isle of Mull. Um, which is the first island off the north coast of Isla, uh, which is one of the most famous scotch-making areas uh, in, in the country. Yes, remember, boys and girls, it is island malts is the region, not Isla. Isla is a specific island in that region. Correct. Um, so this one, uh, very similar to scotches made in Isla. Uh, it is big and peaty, a um, little bit of citrus, uh, the kind of iodine and seaweed flavors uh, from being aged outside. Um, is all there uh, as well. It's going to run you about 40 to $45 on the shelf and come in at 92.6 proof. Excellent. Yeah, I figured with it being chilly this past week, let's have something yeah, nice, nice and robust. and Warm us up a little, little bit. A little whiskey minus the E in our lives, yeah, you know? Yeah, not too bad. All right. Well, hey, Sammy, let's get into this preview and have a great show. Yes, sir. 
Uh, making up for uh, Monday's debacle of clunking glasses. Huh? That was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't very good. Uh-uh. Uh, we clunked in with Pat well. We just didn't clunk ourselves very well. No. Well, Sam, we are down to the final 32 teams and um, of the FA Cup. It's a pretty interesting breakdown how it uh, works out for everything. We have 13 Premier League teams still standing, minus, of course, the team at the top. That's a dig. <laughs> we have 10 teams from the championship. Six teams from League One, two teams from League Two, and one National Division team. So, yes, we still have one Beer League team yep. in the tournament. From the fifth tier. just got They uh, were just relegated last season from League Two. Yep, and we're actually going to talk about them today. Um, yep. Also worth noting, there are ten teams from the City of London alone still in the tournament. And only one team from the City of Liverpool, and then they aren't named after that city. That, my friend, is also a dig. Got to take advantage of them while I got them. Yeah, I hear you. So um, we're going to talk about uh, a handful of games, but let's get into one that's going to open the weekend of play and is going to – it's it, it's a big one. It's, it's oh, yeah. a thigh rubber. Probably going to be the best game of the weekend at that. Um, your Gunners hosting Manchester United. Both teams' best chance of a trophy this season as well. Um, so I think it's going to be taken seriously. I don't think there is a lot um, – that you really need to get up for, you know, it's, it's very self-motivating this, this fixture. Uh, you know, you don't really have to look in the mirror and give yourself a pep talk. You just wake up knowing we're playing Manchester F and United today, yeah. you know, and they're going to wake up and say the same thing. There's, um, a, there's a few things to look at at that. Sorry for interrupting you. All right. Is I do it to you all the time. Th- these are, these are the top two most winning FA Cup sides. Yeah. Well, Arsenal being one. Well, Arsenal is United, number one. Right. Yeah. And Manchester United being number two. Right. So they're both keenly aware of that too. Right. And then two new managers. Both You could say, you know, United needs it more simply because of the season that they've had so far, but it's new managers. And if there's a quick way to, to win a cup, win confidence of the fans, win confidence of the of the club as a whole. This is an easy way to do it. And for both of them, they're going to be keen to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, they're both out of the League Cup. They're not going to catch Liverpool or City uh, in the league. And United, I, I cannot see it. Well, they might get past PSG in the Champions League because Neymar's injured now. Right. Um, but I don't see them going all the way in the Champions League either. So this is everybody's, uh, both teams' best chance at silverware this season. They'll still eventually have to get through City, I believe, um, later in the competition. Mm-hmm. But um, the the two most winningest clubs, as you said, uh, old rivals, um, have been for for a very long time, and um, it should be a good match. Uh, no matter what happens, should United lift the cup, we will still be one of the two most winningest clubs tied all time. So. Really, nobody can actually catch us do anything this season. Um, so you mentioned uh, <laughs> United having their uh, Champions League. You yourself also are still in uh, Europe as well in the, in the Europa, Europa League. League. Yep. But let's face it, Europa League is impossible to predict. So yeah, because there's so many teams, you don't know if you suddenly get drawn against a team in Russia or the Ukraine and right. you've got to fly, yep. which is basically the the, the flight for to, to equate it to the United States. That's like being a team in L.A. and having to fly out to um, D.C. to right. play and then fly back. Yep. And then and play, then play on a Sunday. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so that, that part is very tough, uh, especially in the Europa League, uh, as you said. But this is also the stage of the competition um, where 
after the group stage the te- in the Champions League, the teams that finished third drop down into the Europa League. Yep. So um, you also get a, what should be at least a higher quality of opposition coming through in, in the knockout stages. So um, it really is very difficult to predict, and, and nobody really knows what's going to happen. Until you're in the semifinals. There, it, it's, yeah. it's who knows who we're going to draw. You can draw any Like we did last year. We yeah. drew Atletico Madrid, and um, I think Marseille uh, had somebody weak. Uh, I forget who they even played, but beat them handedly. And then at, basically whoever won our semifinal, which, was it was at, which it was Atletico, was going to win the entire competition. Because the two on the other side weren't weren't terribly good teams. And uh, just to fill in people, uh, not to get too far away from the FA Cup, but it's worth noting because it does play into what Arsenal and United are seeing for the rest of the season. Um, that, for, for those of you who don't know, if you win Europa, it's like, okay, well, why bother with Europa? If it's played on Thursdays, you have to play, you know, two days, three days apart from one another. You have to travel all over the place. You have to start in July in some instances. Yep. You're like, what is it worth? Well, if you win that tournament, you are automatically into the group stage of... Uh, oh, I don't of, think... Uh, no, I, I think thought it was... Oh, you're in the qualifying. You're in qualifying. Yeah, you have to play in the qualifying for the Champions League. Yep. So you immediately, even Get if... Get a Champions League spot. Even if you finish in fifth, you're in the Champions League from uh, from the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. You're also, during the season, it's not as much as the Champions League, but you have extra TV right money coming in. Um, you've got extra prize money coming in. So it really does help the club, more exposure, gives you a little bit more prestige on players um, and attract other players, that kind of stuff as well, uh, just being in Europe in general. Now, if you're just in the Europa League, you're going to get that kind of next tier down. You won't get those elite, elite players that aren't going to want to play. Right. In the Europa League, you know. They want to play Champions League ball. They want to play Champions League ball, right. Mm. You're not going to see Eden Hazard or, excuse me, or Paul Pogba or, so, you know, somebody like that, you know, go sign for a club that's not in the Champions League um, uh, straight away, you know. And, and you know, for, for Champions League, everybody, I mean, that is what we think of as the Super Bowl, the Champions League. The, the, the Super Bowl wants to be the Champions League final. Yeah, basically. And the Champions League final is the be-all, end-all trophy that just says you are the greatest club in Europe that year. Right. Such a big deal. Yeah. So um, let's go ahead and get back into the FA Cup. Um, you know, real quick, how, how do you think it's going to play out for uh, Arsenal? Arsenal and at home. Um, Manchester, you know, both of our defenses are fairly frail still. Uh-huh. Um, both have some injuries, some suspen- uh, suspensions, those sorts of things. Um, both teams are playing well up front for the most part. I mean, Arsenal seem to have rectified that little blip they had over the festive period that we talked about uh, on Monday. Yeah. Um, and they've played the big teams minus the first two games. They've played the big teams very well. well you know, we had the 2-2 draw in the league against United, um, the 1-1 draw against Liverpool, uh, beating Chelsea last week. We're coming off that win as well, but United's coming off seven straight, you know. They're going to be up for it as well. I think it's going to be uh, kind of a back and forth, op- uh, fairly open game. I don't think it'll be as cagey as before because uh, neither team is going to want to replay. Oh, uh, no, because so, that just adds an extra game, and it typically adds an extra game at the worst possible absolutely. time. Absolutely. And so I, uh, as we talked about with with uh, with our degenerate gambler friend Pat on Monday, um, I, I really would take an, an, an over two and a half goals. I think it's going to be end-to-end stuff. Um, I do think at home – I think we will have enough uh, in the tank to get through it. Um, I would probably say 2-1 or 3-1 to Arsenal. Uh, I was going to say 2-1 doesn't get the two and a half goals. It does. 
Oh, sorry, my mistake. I it's was three. Yeah, I was doing bad math. Don't mind hey, me. I'm Melissa, a moron. Three is bigger than two and a half, right? Yes, it is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I was I was gonna say I I see it as one of two ways. It's real simple. If Arsenal comes out, plays an aggressive match, takes it to Manchester United, they win at home. If Arsenal comes out, tries to slow it down a little, because even though Manchester United's offense has been more lively, they're still playing a compact, smart game. If you go into a snail's crawl with them, they they beat you they like one on nil. Yeah. yeah, they beat you one nil. But if it's if it's a lively running match, I I I, I definitely think it's you guys at home. Yeah, for sure. I I, I would agree. Handoli is uh, first uh, loss. I'd love it. I'd love nothing more. Um. So let's go ahead and get into uh one one match here that is uh, a matchup of a couple of the lower sides. We have a League One Doncaster to host League Two Oldham. Um, and this is really, we're not going to break barn burner. Yeah. We're not going to break <laughs> down the, uh, the, you know, the, the squads for you, but just to give you a little bit of an idea of some of these clubs, um, Oldham AFC athletic football club are located just around the Manchester area. And the game is the, uh, Laddix and, uh, Rochdale and Bury are a few of their rivals. Um, they're also their most famous fan of the club is old Manchester United legend uh, Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes, yeah. Who also, this week, has been linked with potentially becoming the manager at Oldham. There you go. As well. Yeah, I heard I heard that also. Uh, that, that'd be really cool. Um, joining some of the others, you know, he was a little bit older than Frankie Lampard, but uh, what Frank Lampard's doing at Derby and um, Steven Gerrard up at Rangers in Scotland, uh, you know, some of those kind of legends in the England midfield for the last, you know, 15, 20 years, uh, taking the step, taking the jump into into management is pretty cool. Um, love to see it. Um, and then secondly, Doncaster Rovers FC Football Club are located in Doncaster in the Yorkshire, so kind of the central part of the country. Uh, Near they, Leeds. Mm-hmm, yep. And they have uh, two different uh, nicknames. They're known as the Donnies or as the Rovers, and their main rivals are Rotherham. Oh, Rotherham United. Yeah. That's their that's their primary rival. All right. Um, you got a little info about the teams like yeah, currently do. who's uh, doing what? So Oldham Athletic is currently twelfth in League Two uh, with a goal differential of plus six. Their top scorer, you'll be pleased to know, is named Sam uh, Surridge. Name. Is his last name uh, Sam Surridge? So the double S, um, and he's got nine goals uh, in the league this season. Um, Doncaster are currently seventh in League One with a goal differential of plus fourteen. Their top scorer is John uh, John Marquis with nineteen goals. The next closest on his team has just nine. Um, I think Oldham are in for a bit of a bit of a tough tough game. Yep. Uh, here, uh, I I think Doncaster is going to overpower them. I think they've got much more uh, you know talent up front. Obviously, being in the higher league as well, uh, but. Oldham is kind of struggling mid-table in their own uh, in their own league, and that you know when this happens, it's yeah, you know, it's a little tough. Yeah, t- typically when we get to this round of the uh, of the FA Cup, the cream starts to rise to the top. There'll be one or two upsets. It's not like the third round. The third round is where there are you know seven Premier League teams go out of the tournament kind of deal. Yeah, and, and right. part of that is because um, some of the Premier League teams don't really take that round seriously. So mm-hmm. you get a bunch of young players playing against seasoned pros, you right. know. 
some maybe formerly championship or formerly Premier League players that just found themselves at a League One club now, um, but have enough guile and experience to to topple the the kids of the of the bigger club. Right. I mean, I, I busted balls about uh, Liverpool, but Liverpool, frankly, did not put any of their starters out to play against Wolverhampton. Right. It was like, if we win, great. We're not really concerned about this because we're concerned about Champions League and we're concerned about, you know, figuring out how we're going to screw up not winning the Premier League this year. <laughs> oh. um, let's go ahead and get into the next match I wanted to talk about. We have uh, champ- championship side Brentford head to the Hive to play Barnett. couple of interesting facts, Sam. This is the Bees versus the Bees. Ooh. And it is also a London Derby. Some people call it the Honey Derby. Yeah. Oh, really? No, I just made bees. it up just now. I, really, I literally just made that up. <laughs> so, um, Barnett is uh, located in Edgware in the northwest part of London. Yes. <laughs> I just thought of something. Uh, it's the Derby of the Bees, mm. but played by a bunch of wasps. <laughs> White Anglo-Saxon Protestants. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Hit the rim there. Kevin. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So, that uh, sounded like funnier in my head. So, like I said, Barnett's located in Edgware, which is northwest London, which is very close to uh, your club. Yep. And um, they're, they, like Sam said, they had just recently gone down to the National. They were typically a team that hung around League Two pretty regularly. And their, um, their big season rivals – when they were down in the National League, was always a team called Enfield, but Enfield doesn't exist anymore. Um, and, but whenever they were in League Two, their big one was another one you like to talk about, Leighton Orient. So mm. them and the O's. But let's well, the not... O's. The O's are top of the National League right now. Right. So both of them went they're down last yeah, year. Yeah, they're in and there together. Big rivals. The um, the other interesting little point about uh, Barnett every single year, their big true rival is whenever they play Arsenal, which they do. Every, Every year. single year yep. the in the preseason, yep. yep. Uh, usually at the Hive, um, and basically to just help raise money for Barnett because yeah. they're they're right close to us. Yeah. Why, why not let let the stars run around for a half? Everybody shows up. Everybody buy, the the place yeah. sells out. They make a nice chunk of change. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Barnett's top scorer uh, is Shaquille. It's actually two people. They're tied on six goals. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Shaquille Coolthrist? And Wesley, you're going to love this, Wesley Fonguk. Fonguk? F-O-N-G-U-C-K. Fonguk. <laughs> that, I, every, all the research I did was on the BBC, too, so it was it's all relatively legit, you mm-hmm. know? Um, the, they are currently 16th in the National League with a goal difference of minus six. Ooh, they ain't doing too hot. Don't really give them a chance. Um, now, I, don't, I didn't look up, and I probably should have. Do you know if they're... Um, if their pitch is artificial or if it's a grass field. I do not know. Yeah, that'd be the only way I think they're going to be able to stop Brentford. Um, Brentford uh, are currently 17th at the championship uh, with a goal differential of plus four. Their top scorer is Neil Mope uh, with 17 goals. So, uh, again, I just think the firepower situation is going to happen. And um, unless the field sucks. Yeah. I mean, they can stop Brentford from playing the football. Uh, that if they're used to playing in the championship. Muddy, yeah, sloppy mess. It, yeah, it, basically it really changes things. Go to any high school in America that doesn't have an artificial field, and that could be Barnett's pitch. Um, now, you know, with the crabgrass and everything else. 
Now with uh, uh, Brentford, we already kind of said they're from London. Their nickname is the Bees, blah, blah, blah. Uh, their primary rival is a team we'll also be getting to in the very next game, QPR, also known as Queen's Park Rangers. Yeah, there you go. So, and both of those teams are currently in the championship, so the rivalry is good. So, um, next one. Top of the table in League One, Portsmouth, yep. to host championship side, Queen's Park Rangers. Um, Portsmouth is a team of note because um, this club back, I want to say it was 08, was the year that they were in the um, FA Cup final. Uh, against Manchester United, I yeah. believe. Yep. Yeah. And, a lot, and it was like a high scorer one, too. I want to say it was like a loss 4-3 to three or something I like that. I think so. And wasn't that the only trophy Tim Howard won for Manchester United? Wasn't he in net that season? Um, He did win a Premier League title with them. Oh, okay. Yeah, he won a Premier League title All right. with them, too. there you go. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, uh, Portsmouth is located on the southeast shore. Uh, it's actually the home of the Royal Navy base for England. Yep. Uh, it's right uh, right down like where we're saying where Southampton is. That's actually their their main rival oh, is yeah. Southampton. That is the South Coast Derby. Yes. I mean, there's other ones that they try to play up, but that's that's Just to have one. something to play up. Yeah. Right. The, the South Coast Derby is Portsmouth, Southampton. And uh, Portsmouth is known, uh, their nickname is Pompey. Yep. Um, because of the, the way that the slang of how people would say, you know, the Portsmouth Port or the Portsmouth Navy Base, they would it would come out saying Pompey. I forget the exact way that it was said, but that's how they come, come right. up with it. Um, but this is a club that uh, fell on quite a bit of hard time. Sammy, why don't you go into that a little bit? Because this is a very interesting story with this team. Yeah, so they, um, they've actually won an FA Cup fairly recently, I think. Not not too in, in fairly recent memory, within the right. last, you know, couple of decades. Um, they actually hold the record for having the FA Cup the most consecutive years, which we cover in our EPL 101 show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember why? Because a thing called the World War happened. World War II, <laughs> yep, that's right. They won it in 1939, um, and then football was suspended during the war, so they retained the trophy for six years uh, in a row. Anyway, um, they were bought up. I can't remember where the guy was from, but uh, they were bought up by uh, some – billionaire i think uh, it was i think it was someone from like southeast asia because at that there was yeah. a period of time there where a lot of uh asian millionaire billionaires were buying right. clubs um basically his assets were frozen he wasn't able to fund the club properly uh some of their business stuff uh went away and they went bankrupt right when that happens you go into what's called administration when you can't pay your bills basically couldn't pay the creditors so they went into what's called administration and this was also a year that they ended up going into the drop zone and getting right. demoted to the so championship. So when, when you go into administration, the government appoints essentially an accountant to run the club, to figure out where cuts can be made, to save money, to pay the bills, to do everything else. When you go into administration, uh, you typically the punishment is getting a points deduction. So they were unable to crawl out of the drop zone and ended up being relegated. Oh, and they were dead um, bottom too. Yeah. Like the, the points didn't – the loss of points didn't help. They were going down anyways. Yeah, more than likely. But at least they would have had parachute payments. They would have had all sorts of stuff. Right. Um, they ended up having to liquidate the company, uh, the the parent company of, of Portsmouth, to pay the debtors off, sell the club on pennies on the dollar, uh, and then essentially rebuild from scratch. So they went down uh, to the championship, went down to League One, ended up in League Two, um, and have since started to rebuild, and they're flying high in League One right now. Yep, they're top of the table in League One and yep. doing well. And I mean, honestly, 
this is a this is one of the games. If we're looking at the games and going, who's a lower side that could sneak out a win and find themselves in the uh, in the round of sixteen? Yep. It's Pompey because yeah, PPR's there for the taking. Yeah, as I said on Monday, um, I'm gonna be uh, going to Atlantic City this weekend for my uh, for my anniversary. Uh, happy anniversary, uh, my lovely bride. Um, two years for us now, but uh, this is one of the games that I think are one of the tastiest of the weekend to uh, to do the betting on. Pompey's hosting. Obviously, they're hosting a team that's higher up in the in the league pyramid, um, so there should be some pretty good odds on it, and uh, I'm kind of excited for it. Yep, if if only there was a way to uh, watch the game that wasn't live streaming. Yeah, tell just, me about it. That would be lovely. Uh, lovely. I'm hope I'm hoping that the they have something there at the uh, at the old casinos. They they tend to do something in the sports books. Yeah, they'll they'll keep games um, up. But yeah, so Portsmouth's top scorer is Jamal Lowe with 11 uh, goals a season. Their top of league one by a point um, and a goal differential of plus 20. So they know how to put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, QPR have three tied for top scorer. Uh, Pavel Zolik, uh, I assume he's Polish. There's a lot of W's and Z's in there. I would um, make one assume so. <laughs> Naki Wells and Luke Freeman uh, all have six goals uh, for QPR. They're all tied at the top. Um, they're currently 14th uh, in uh, in the championship with a minus five goal differential, and they're coming off the back of two defeats. So, that again, just recent form and ability makes me think that uh, Pompey really could take this one, and they're hosting it. Also, also a side that cannot afford to do poorly in the championship QPR. They're a, let's say, a wealthier championship side being in London, and they're one of those kind of teams that they can't afford to go down. They go down, that cripples them. So yeah, it they're absolutely probably could. They're probably one eye on league right now and one eye on the FA Yeah, company. and their manager, Steve McLaren. He's a <laughs> tool. To say oh. the least. Um, coached uh, Newcastle at one point, coached right? Coached Newcastle. Uh, one, actually, one of the few English coaches to win something abroad. Um, and he won the Dutch League uh, with Vitesse Arnhem, maybe? Or like, No, it was FC Twent. Okay. I like how you're saying it. The eyes squint. You look to the sky as if they're going to give you the answer. That's how I make a question mark with my face. <laughs> Very good. Uh, not sure. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get into the next one. Hey, I'm being mocked again. Hey, um, Melissa. <laughs> she, add, she added in a chin scratch. Too. Melissa, definitely be ready because it's time to uh, <laughs> do a little bit of bleeping. Uh, my toffees are heading to the den to face. Fuck you. I'm Millwall. <laughs> yeah. Um. So for me, I don't really care about any of the rest of it. I got Millwall winning this two nil. Yeah. Hey. Piss off. <laughs> Um, the I heard lions eat toffee for breakfast. Heard yes. Uh, Millwall is known as the lions. Um, they have uh, traditionally worn uh, dark blue and white. Um, that's because they have uh, Scottish uh, ties to the uh, the original club. Um, they call the 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 stadium they are in now. They call the new den because before that they played in the old the den, den. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they call it the old den and the new den. Um, we've talked about it before. As I said, that quote, um, when there was the terror attack in London, um, where there was uh, three terrorists with knives, one man got up, said, F you, I'm Millwall, and took him on, took the three of them on with his bare hands. Got stabbed a couple times. And stopped them. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, they ended up fleeing. When we talk about the firms, which are kind of the hooligan supporter clubs. And we've mentioned um, on the show before, like Green Street Hooligans, yeah. the very Americanized movie of yeah. what Mil- took place. Millwall's a proper firm. <laughs> they are they they are people you do not want to mess with. No. And that they're again their main rival is West Ham. That, that's who that movie was based on, basically. Yeah. That they're the two best firms in England. I mean best being it's a bad thing. Right. But they're the best at it. Yeah, you they're, know. they're they're the best at uh, causing complete anarchy and beating the crap out of people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um I'd like to see what happens. Everton has a number of black players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and recently, um, there have been kind of murmurings of um, some racist behavior in the stands at Millwall. Oh, that's not good. Uh, that I heard. No, it's it's really not. Um, I personally, I'm not one that jumps immediately to, oh, that guy's a, a big super racist. I think, especially when it revolves around sports. There are, don't get me wrong. There absolutely are. But I think some fans, especially in football, just try to get under people's skins. And go about it in the complete wrong way. Oh, I mean, there's um, there's terrible things that happen, uh, particularly in Eastern Europe, with uh, black players, um, where bananas will be thrown on the yeah. field at black players. I mean, it's it's really yeah, absolutely. really horrible. So, it, I mean, there's there regardless of your motivation for it, there is no place for it in the game. Um, I don't like it. My wife's black. I don't. It 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 really bothers me. Yeah. Um, I'm not one that just ready jumps to this fan base is racist is straight away. Right. Um, but there's been issues. But there's been issues. Uh, I, so it, it's something to look out for. Maybe maybe plays a part. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a it's an ugly side of the game that's still there uh, and, and needs to be stamped out. And hopefully just, you know, somebody this weekend can put their arm around someone else. So um, more towards the game itself. I mean, it's, it's pretty kind of easy to figure out here. Oh, it's, yeah. If, I, all joking aside, Millwall is 19th in the championship with yeah. a minus 10 goal differential. If, Their top scorer is Lee Gregory with nine goals. You all are going to dominate this game. They, uh, What it really comes down to is if they get an early goal, we in trouble. Because they'll get an early goal and they'll pack it in. And we've had some scoring issues as, as of as recent. Of late, yeah. But in all likelihood, it's something we should probably score within the first 15 minutes. Tack another one in by halftime see our way out, but somehow we'll give up a goal and make it interesting like we did against Lincoln City. Right, just... You know? <laughs> like, yeah, just just because. Um, you know, it's funny. They actually uh, share the Scottish heritage with Arsenal. Oh, very uh, cool. The, most of the workers at the armament facility where they founded the football team uh, in South London were Scottish. Uh, and in, in more true Scottish fashion, right. the reason we were red and white is our jerseys were hand-me-downs. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> we got from Nottingham Forest. <laughs> so uh, I was I wanted to bring up uh, this real quick since both of our teams are still in the uh, in the FA Cup and we are both um, men who like to throw down a gentleman wager from time to time. Oh, um, I was go. I was thinking perhaps we could continue the Malort challenge into the FA Cup. Very simply put, if your team goes out, you do a shot of Malort. Okay. So I'm in this, for that. So this kids will end one of two ways. Well, I'm sorry, three ways. Either we both will do a shot of Malort. No, it's two ways. Either we both do a shot of Malort or one of... <laughs> yeah, don't mind. It's like, 
It's it's a process. I work <laughs> through things. Give me a break. You know what's great is you should hear him try to pitch like new cocktails and stuff. The way the amount of alcohol he's using and the price of each bottle and what the cocktail should cost in a bar oh, rattles so off his tongue. Boom. And then the second he gets behind the microphone, he starts to drool. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, um, as I said, it's going to end one of two ways. It will either end with both of us doing a shot of Malort or one of us doing a shot of Malort while the other celebrates an FA Cup championship. There you go. I'm in. Excellent. Very I'm good. In. So you enjoy your shot of Malort on Monday while uh, I still have a fighter's <laughs> chance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about one more game and then kind of wrap it up here, um, particularly because of the recent uh, uh, slew of injuries that have happened and uh, the competitions that uh, uh, Tottenham are still in. I think this is worth mentioning. Uh, the very wounded Tottenham Hotspur have to head to Crystal Palace, who has got to be feeling pretty damn feisty right now. After, yeah, absolutely. After four to three against Liverpool, for sure, and uh, beating City in recent memory as well. Uh, you know, taking out the top two clubs in the league. They're on a, a good streak of form. Um, Christian Benteke, I, uh, I think, scored recently, didn't he? Um, no, I don't recall. No, I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's for the. I don't know. No, I don't think that's right. I no. think I just made that up. Yeah, because um, your uh, the old Sunderland boy has been getting time in front of him. The, Connor Wickham. Yeah, Connor Wickham. Yeah, the been, guy that was out yeah. from the middle of nowhere. He's he been getting a, subbed in before uh, Benteke. Before, yeah, that's true. He had an assist the other day in the league too, Connor mm-hmm. Wickham. So um, well, good well, to see him back. What's interesting with this is obviously we have you know Harry Kane out to March, Deli Alley out to March, um, Son. Or is playing in the uh, Asian games right now. Lucas Mora may be back. He made the bench today. Right. In their, uh, they, they, I think they lost <clears throat> on, uh, I, I know they lost to Chelsea two to one. I think Chelsea advanced in the uh, Caribou Cup, the league. Cup. Yes, Chelsea beat them yeah. uh, in extra time. Yeah, so they, they advanced to, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, advanced, they advanced to the final. They advanced to the final against Manchester City. So that knocks Spurs out of one type, out of one uh, championship opportunity. They, you have to figure. Pochettino's got to put a squad on the field. He's got to put a challenging squad on the field because the Spurs, very much like us, not winning any trophies in any recent time, and their fan base is desperate for a trophy. Let's face it. The players on that squad are desperate for a trophy. At some point, those players are going to go, you know, you're really not paying me enough for just being, you know, third and fourth place every single year. I mean, it's nice to go to play in the Champions League. You know what's nicer? Winning Champions League. It's nice being in third place. You know what's nicer? Winning the Premier League. And they'll start, their heads will start, especially if Pochettino ends up going to United. Like, so this... They're gonna have to put a team out there. My my question is, they don't, they is, don't they, have to do shit. I I mean, I know because you hate them, but <laughs> actually, they can just keep on their their path. But I'm fine with that. Actually, actually, think like a person who doesn't hate them. Like I can at least at times look at Liverpool and, Listen, you and got, talk about on, them with you got, some level of civility. You got your dig your digs in earlier. Yeah, but then <laughs> allow I, me my time. But then I also, <laughs> but then I also mentioned that you know when they played Wolves, they played with a lesser side for a reason, right? But, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But for Spurs, um, I mean, this is this is kind of a desperate game for them. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, now Fernando Llorente did get on the score sheet in the League Cup uh, properly mm-hmm. this time for 
Tottenham. Right. Oh, he's had no <laughs> um, problem scoring so, in, in in the uh, league, uh, the uh, not the league games. He can't score in league games, but in the tournament games, he he scores. Yeah, he's always he does well. There. Um, so that's going to be a worry for Palace. Um, but Palace again, like we've talked about, is on a bit of a tear. They're lively. Um, yeah, but Spurs is good at the back. You know, it took a, a very resilient Chelsea to break them down in the League Cup today. Yeah. Um. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, you know, of course, hoping for a Crystal Palace win. Um, also, you know, really, I don't care who wins because eventually you could get another uh, London Derby, North London Derby, right. uh, out of it too, which would be nice. So, uh, you know, I don't. I'll never say that I want Tottenham to win um, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I think this is a potential banana skin for them. I think they could be left with uh, with a little bit of egg on their face. Uh, after this game, I really do. This is another tasty one to bet, uh, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, this definitely. weekend. So uh, make sure you keep up with the Instagram also because I'll be uh, uh, sharing, hopefully, uh, joyous stories with you uh, via Instagram uh, of my weekend. Um, Sam, we're going to go ahead and save uh, Drunk United talk for uh, Monday because, well, it didn't go so well. And we'll save yeah. it to talk about it on Monday. So with that being said, uh, Sammy, any parting words? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, I want to share, uh, spare, I'm sorry, a quick thought, um, and prayer for, uh, Emiliano Sala, uh, signed to Cardiff City, uh, for a club record fee of, I believe, 12 million pound, uh, about four or five days ago now, um, from Nantes in, uh, in France. Right. Uh, was on a small chartered flight, um, just him and the pilot. Uh, they lost contact over some of the Channel Islands, um, which are the islands that belong to England in the English Channel. Um, he's yet to be found. Any debris from the plane is yet to be found. There's no lifeboat that they can find anywhere. Uh, and it's been a couple of days now. It doesn't look very good, but um, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, his family, uh, with the clubs, with the pilot's family. And, and hopefully there's a, a crazy happy ending to the story, but... It's not looking good. I it does believe, not look I good. believe they've called off the search, haven't they? Did they finally call the search yeah, off? They did I, finally I, call I didn't the even see that off. update. So yeah, that's not not no, good. It's sad. Not good sign. And you know, I, and obviously we're looking at it on a personal level. It's just it's horrific news. It's terrible. But but then on a professional level, you know, Cardiff made a splash. They spent the most money they've ever spent on a player, a striker, to help hopefully help keep them up out of the drop zone. Yep. And and then this this happens. I mean that's that's tough. It's really really tough. Yeah. It it is. I I don't know um what that does to the money. The deal was signed, the agreement was reached. I I am had he I, dropped, you know, had he had a heart attack at training that the deal would have stood. Right. I, I don't know how this goes. Yeah, I I wonder. Yeah, cuz the club that they're buying him from is, you know, Hey, he the, wouldn't the, have been on that plate if you didn't if you, you didn't, didn't buy him. Buy him. Yeah. And I would imagine Cardiff will come up with some. It was an Argentinian, right? The uh, the the player. Yes, I would assume I, that I they come up that's with. That's correct. There's probably some kind of package or money or something that they're going to some part of a salary that they're going to make sure his family gets just because it's the right damn thing to do. Yeah, they would have to. Um, it's just that's. It's so sad. Oh, it's just terrible. Of, of you know this season that we've had, um, uh, Prabha, uh from Leicester, yep, uh, uh, lose his life in an unfortunate, you know, 
not it wasn't an airplane, it was a helicopter, but right, in but a still an aeronautical accident. accident. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sucks. Um, it's really sad, and, and you know we all forget sometimes that these players are are people. You know we hurl curse words at them and criticisms at them for the job that they do on the field and what it means to us, but they're human beings. You know, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, they're still human beings, and and these sorts of things remind us of that. And it's sad that we need reminding of it. To be honest with you, yeah, it's pretty terrible. But um, so we hope everything. You know, there's again, we said it. It doesn't look good. But so the thoughts and prayers go out to the families and the clubs and and everyone that knew them. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us again, uh, boys and girls. For Sam Graham, this is Sam Houston. We will be back uh, with another pod on Tuesday. We'll record Monday night. Going to recap all the FA Cup games. So some of the games we didn't talk about, if there was a crazy uh, uh, outcome, we're going to talk about it. Yep. And we will uh, also then make predictions on the Tuesday-Wednesday games for the uh, midweek. For the Premier League, yeah. We're, um, we're back to league football uh, in the midweek. Absolutely. So. With that in mind, keep in touch with us. Send us questions. We'd love to hear from you. And until next week, everybody, good night. Good night. Up the Gunners! Every day it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. Every day it's a getting faster. Everyone said go ahead and ask her. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. Every day seems a little longer every way loves a little stronger that pays the bills don't it mel <laughs> getting paid in beer yeah. oh yeah <laughs> that's exactly right For sake are we all in college again <laughs> <laughs> right beer and a pizza